Welcome to another podcast on the Autodesk AEC channel. I'm your host, Ralph Bond. Recently, Phil, you wrote a great little article, Future of Construction. Your next building won't be built. It will be manufactured for the line space shape outlet. And I just thought this was such an interesting piece. I wanted to get you on the phone and record for our listeners a little verbal recap of what you were saying in the article to get their interest going. And then at the end of this podcast, folks, I'll give you the link and how you can go and read it for yourself. So Phil, what were some of the things you were trying to communicate in this feature? Well, thanks, Ralph. The article really just collected a few thoughts about a big direction that we're seeing in the building industry where more and more parts of buildings are being prefabricated or using mechanized means to be uh, either constructed or assembled or manufactured. And in general, manufacturing strategies are starting to permeate their way into the building industry in some ways that we really haven't seen before. This is, of course, interesting to us as a company because we work in both market sectors, so we have expertise in both manufacturing and building. But I think it's particularly provocative because it means that a lot of things that our customers do today are going to change as these as these changes in the industry begin to unfold. And in the piece, what I try to argue is that these kinds of changes in the building industry never are caused by a single factor, that it's often a confluence of things that have to come together to make a big shift in our industry because the industry itself is pretty disaggregated and not well organized and doesn't have ways of talking to itself. And so what I what I was suggesting in this piece is that a combination of factors were converging. You have the emergence of accessible, digitally driven make strategies for making things, whether it's additive manufacturing or computer controlled um, uh, assembly of things or the, at the support of computer-controlled assembly through digital representation, or robotics, um, laser scanning, all these methods that make it easier to bridge the gap between digital and physical. For example, with the majority of architects in the United States now working in building information modeling, the basic digital infrastructure that you can extrapolate into a, a digital fabrication strategy is present. So that's one big one big trend. Second is the global financial crisis really changed the complexion of the building industry in some really interesting ways. Um, a lot of the skills that were available in the construction industry in say 2000 and 2007 and 2008, those folks lost their jobs, uh, they retired, they went to other industries. Uh, while that was going on, the uh, market does what it often does, which is, you know, kick a market player while they're down. So a lot of uh, clients went out and bought capacity at or bought construction capacity or design capacity at rock bottom prices, which further destroyed capacity. And then when the economy came back in 2011, 2012, uh, there was a huge pipeline of work, and there weren't enough people to actually do the work. I mean, try to get somebody to put a deck on your house right now in the U.S., and it's, it's virtually impossible because everybody's downtown working on the hospital. And then at the same time, the baby boomer generation, you know, folks of my generation who have a lot of construction experience and skills, well, their kids are not in the construction industry. They, they sent their children to 
med school and to law school, and they don't they don't aspire to be members of the construction industry. So there's this real there's this real need at this moment to find different strategies for making things. And while that's happening, the cost of or the the barriers to entry to computer controlled assembly, 3D manufacturing, 3D printing have gotten significantly lower. You know, you can buy a drone for your construction job site for um, a couple of hundred bucks. Uh, there are a whole generation of design students now who uh, have graduated with degrees where they have relatively low-cost uh, digital fabrication equipment available in school, so they have all these capabilities. Um, where I teach, we just replaced our $80,000 water jet cutter with a couple thousand dollar laser that does exactly the same thing. So the cost of entry of all this stuff is um, successively getting lower and lower and lower. The need to find new strategies for putting things together, there's increased pressure there. And combination of all those things is I think you're going to see a lot more prefabrication, a lot of new techniques used for um, things like 3D printing for making artifacts that go into buildings. And just generally speaking, the whole process is going to get more digitally driven, more mechanized, and prefabrication is the route that a lot of buildings will be built by. So that, that was essentially the, the argument that I tried to, to make in the article. And Phil, in the article, one of the illustrations is a, a multi-story structure that was done in 19 days. What was it about that one? It was in China that particularly caught your attention. Well, there are a bunch of interesting things about that project, not the least of which is, you know, one never ceases to be amazed with what the Chinese are willing to try to move the construction industry in a direction where it has the capabilities to meet their enormous needs. That project was actually designed and constructed by uh, the CEO of a company that started his work making uh, air conditioning equipment. They were an air conditioning manufacturer. And he asked the same question that many of us ask, which was, why don't manufacturing techniques apply directly to the making of buildings? And since he didn't see any obvious reason why that was not the case, he decided to use his manufacturing expertise, essentially prefabricate this building, which, you know, I mean, the building itself was built in a, in several weeks from a blank piece of ground to the opening of the doors. But of course, there was months and months of planning, preparation, prefabrication of elements, uh, testing of assemblies and rehearsals. But that's what happens when a, when a manufactured artifact is created also. There are prototypes and testing and rehearsals, and he just decided to try this at an enormous scale. What's interesting, of course, is the next project he claims he's doing is going to be an 850-meter-tall skyscraper that he'll try to complete in just a few months. With, you know, the Burj Dubai, which is a, a building of comparable height, I guess, took four years to construct. So, we're, you know, that, that's, a, that's a paradigm shift. Pretty interesting. Well, to say the least, and folks, what we were just talking about, by the way, is highlighted in Phil's article. It's China's broad sustainable building, BSB Company, that did this 57-story tower in 19 days. Now, as Phil pointed out, of course, there was a lot of work before they got to the job site. But, Phil, thanks again so much. And everybody, if you want to come out and check out this article, I really encourage you to do so. Come out to Line. 
shape space, run that together as one word, dot com slash future dash of dash construction. Phil, thanks again so much for your time. My pleasure. Stay tuned for more podcasts here on the Autodesk AEC channel.